The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor-comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue with my conversation with candidates for the second ward uh, of the uh, Flint City Council. That um, primary election is coming up August 3rd. And uh, joining me now by phone, in fact, wait a minute, I've got, I've got theme music for him, I think. If I can just find it real quick. Yeah, there it is. I don't know what they have to say. It makes no difference anyway. Whatever it is, I'm against it. No matter what it is or who commenced it, I'm against it. Your proposition may be good, but let's have one thing understood. Whatever it is, I'm against it. And even when you've changed it or condensed it, I'm against it. Well, I'm sure you recognize that if you've uh, heard any of my conversations with Flint uh, community activist Arthur Woodson. Um, I always tease Art that uh, whatever it is, he's against it. And uh, so that, that little ditty from Groucho Marx has become sort of his theme song whenever he's on the show. But he's on the show now 
to talk about being a candidate for the uh, second ward of the Flint City Council, that uh, primary coming up August 3rd. And this is the first day of, of six days of looking at the six wards that will be on the ballot. One, five, and nine will not be on the ballot because the uh, candidates are uh, either unopposed or no more than two candidates run because the uh, primary picks the top two candidates and then they go on to the general election in November. But uh, but Art joins me by phone. Hey, Art, welcome to the show. It's good to talk to you again. Uh, nice talking to you too, Tom. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Now, there are, there are two seats on the Flint City Council that are... Um, open seats but uh this one you're running against an incumbent there are four candidates running what do you think your chances are art of uh at least making the top two here uh, in august you know what um uh, you can't predict uh voting here in the city of flint i mean you know, you had a person that ran for the Board of Education. Nobody knew her. She didn't go to school here. She was from North Carolina during the, uh, you know, campaign season. She was out in California. And on election night, her total results came back. 9,000 and some odd people voted for her. And she was the lead vote getter and did not knock on one door, did not put out one sign. She just registered to be on the, uh, the, the, the the ballot. And she didn't turn her paperwork in. She didn't go get sworn in. I mean, no one said anything about this. I mean, just saying it like this makes you think and wonder, was it a setup? I mean, is, 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 is voting really uh, something wrong with the voting here in the city of <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe there's something maybe there's there. something weird about the water. Uh, uh yeah, that too. But but I mean, it it it, it, it I, I'm I'm not understanding. And, and you know, so are they picking and choosing who it is that that they want to be in this position? Well, who's who's they? Art the power that be. I mean, uh, you know, when these machines first came in. It was a glitch uh, when these machines first came in. And matter of fact, when they first came in, it was when the recall was done on Mayor Weaver. And the voting was over at 8 o'clock, and they had the 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 uh, results in by 8.30. Now, the, you know, polls close at, you know, 8 o'clock, and you don't see who won until two days later. So I mean, I'm not I'm not understanding that. So I'm not I'm not here to you know I'm not going to question. I'm, I shouldn't be questioning the integrity of the city of Flint. You know, <laughs> but I, I, it's, it's up in the air, man. I ran for uh, mayor. I ran for state rep. Uh, I'm running for city council. Uh, I just hope and pray that the people here in the city of Flint, you know, vote me in. If they don't, you you know me. Uh, you didn't see me around. I'm not gonna <laughs> stop. I'm not gonna stop doing 
what I'm doing. And like you said, you know, you played the theme song. I call it the theme song now. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, I'm against it. It's just not right. <laughs> well, let, not me, so let me ask you this. You, um, you mentioned a couple of times that you've run for things. Did you pick up some things during those campaigns that, that might help you with this one? Or is this a really strange time to be running for an office because we're just coming out of this whole pandemic thing? No, I mean, I haven't picked up anything because I never lost anything. And, I mean, I can always learn. Uh, that's, that's, that's definitely true. But, you know, my my, my, my thing is, you know, trying to do what's right for the people here in the city of Flint. And that, that should come natural to anybody who's really trying to do what's right and who's, uh, you know, really trying to help their city grow. So, you know, I have no problem, no issue with what I'm doing or saying, uh, you know, and I don't have to worry about anybody coming back saying, hey, you promised that you was going to do this or you promised that you was going to do that. I'm already out here doing what I'm saying that I'm, you know, I'm going to do. Um, I met with Vice President Harris this week. I met with um, the administrator of the EPA down in D.C. last week. So, I mean, I'm meeting with people who has the power to do things now without even being a, uh, uh, on the council seat. So no matter what happens, I'm going to work for the city of Flint and for the people no matter what. So it doesn't hurt my feelings if I don't get voted in or not. What do you think are the things that need doing for the city of Flint? And and how would you be able to maybe do more on the council? Well, one, we need to get this water. We need to get this water behind it. We need to let the people know that this water is safe. And the only way that they're going to know that it's safe is if they see people out here seriously working on the water, seriously running around, uh, um, taking uh, samples, uh, cutting off pieces of the water main and look and see if the four milligrams per liter orthophosphate is seriously coating the pipe, recoating the pipes, I should say. Um, you know, bring in... ATSDR, which is the Agency for Toxic uh, Disease Registry, uh, bring them in to, to, you know, look and see what illnesses the water caused so that the people here in the city of Flint can have uh, medical for free. I mean, you know, that's what we need in order for us to catch the cancer and all these other, you know, illnesses that, that's coming because of the water. You definitely um, need need to be able to be proactive. So, you know, getting that done, and once you get that done, uh, you you are able to bring in businesses and people are willing to come in and, and you know, live in Flint. Uh, you know, we are able to take that, that, that you know, that negative um uh, topic or negative uh, thing off of Flint, you know, about our bad water. Uh, Blight, I spoke to um, Mike Freeman yesterday, and I, I spoke to him in, in Lymph. And, you know, he's willing to change policies and procedures um, 
he's willing to sit down and talk to the people uh, in an open forum because I told him I don't I don't want to sit down at at a table and talk about decisions uh, just he and I you know let's let's do it in an open forum let's go in front of the people and you know see what the people what their gripes are and read the policy so that the people can understand the policies and the procedures and you know get feedback from them get feedback from the community not not from certain individuals who go to the table looking out for themselves but to the people who you have to deal with every day and you know what he and Ms. Raleigh and Ms. Sherry was saying at, at you know when they stopped me to talk to me uh, you know it sound it sound real great and beautiful you know of what they're trying to succeed in doing but you know come tell the people that come talk to the people and you know they can hold you accountable uh you know once you start speaking on that so once we get all that done you know i want to you know really in second ward fix up Clyde road and make it a dda uh district or bda district black i mean uh business uh, development business district uh and i want to turn it into uh or we the people turn into Black Wall Street District, uh, Cry Road. Um, that's, that's what I foresee if I got on council. I would push that, that we turn Cry Road into a DDA district so that we can get the MEDC funds, which is the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. We can get funds. We can get grant money. We can get all that over there, uh, tax uh, abatement, uh, Oprah's. We can get the same thing as they get downtown. Downtown is vibrant. Downtown is blooming. So if we can turn into a DDA district, we can make Fly Road look just like downtown. And we can bring some of that downtown money over on the north side. So, you know, it's a lot of things that we can do. And, you know, we can do it without being on council. We can do it on council. But if you put me on council... You don't have to worry about talking about it. We can be about it. Art, the, um, have, you, have you had a chance to talk about that with, uh, with any, other, uh, any other people? Is there support for that? Is there a group of people that would fall in behind you? You know what, uh, Tom? Uh, people don't like to be seen with me. Uh, they will talk to me on the phone. They don't like to stand with me uh, because they're afraid that if they uh, stand with me, the mayor, Mayor Neely is really vindictive. Uh, he, he, he uh, and I can honestly say that. I can honestly say that if you deal with me, he's going to come after you, you know, and he has done that. Uh, you know, just last week when I uh, got a call from EPA, they wanted me to put a list of grassroots people together to sit down and have a round table. He was too, he was busy trying to, uh, get people, uh, get EPA not to allow me in the meeting. Hey, uh, Art, Art, I gotta, list. Art, I've gotta put a comma there because I have to go to break, but can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? 
Yes, sir. Good. My guest is uh, Art Woodson. He is a candidate for city council in the second ward here in the city of Flint. And uh, he is uh, a well-known community activist. We're going to talk some more with him after we let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you are listening to the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can. Keep wearing masks correctly and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. 
Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms, indoors, indoors, indoors. Take it away. Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. And welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with uh, Flint community activist and candidate for the Flint City Council in the second ward, Arthur Woodson. Art, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. Oh, man, it's all right. Uh, you, you, you allow me to speak for about 10, 10 15 minutes straight uh, without, uh, you know, saying things so so you know it's only fair that i sit back and, and, and <laughs> listen to yours <laughs> yeah we let some other people uh, squeeze a few words in um art but just before the break you were you were calling the mayor out pretty good um I, I don't know if you want to pick it up there or if you want to move on to the city council a lot of people make fun frankly about the city council and how long the meetings go and how often the meetings go into the wee hours of the morning without getting anything done how can a single council person um, change the appearance of that well they can change the appearance by doing their due diligence i mean you know me myself uh i i, I you know i'm into research uh, I, I believe in, uh, you know, knowing everything before I get there so that if I have any questions, I don't have to wait and, and look it up and, you know, and, and question the person and go on their word. You know, I'm questioning them from what I have, what I have found, you know, uh, as, as far as calling and, and, and pulling up documentation and everything. Uh, the add-ons, I wouldn't have you know, any add-ons unless it's the emergency, you know. Uh, you bringing this to us at 4.15 and the council started at 4.30. Now I got, you know, now nine people want to grill, you know, the people that's coming in front of us, you know, and question them on, on, on what it is that they're trying to bring in front of us. Uh, you know, and I see that as a tactic of, of the administration. It doesn't matter which administration it is. I see it as a, a tactic of trying to force us, I mean, like the helicopter. You know, uh, Mayor Neely brought the helicopter in, you know, to special affairs. Uh, uh, Shelby the Fryer, I mean, Shelby Fryer, she brought some things in that same that same day. Uh, talking about that, that, you know, we couldn't, it was a day uh, late or we couldn't ask something. I mean, that, that causes confusion and and when you uh bringing things in and it looks shady you know people gonna question it people gonna have doubt uh you know this mayor ran on truth and transparency because you know i i i assisted in his campaign and nowhere has he been transparent about anything and you know it's sad that people pick sides uh, 
and, and, and won't get out their personal self and look at it on the political side. You know, you, you get caught up in your emotions and, you know, just do the business of the people and get out your yourself and things will move better. I mean, if he said something that, that benefits the people here in the city of Flint, I'm not going to stand in front of it. You know, like you said, I'm one vote, I'm one voice, but I represent eleven to 12,000 people. And I'm doing what's beneficial for them, not beneficial for myself, you know, playing politics and, you know, uh, holding things up just because, you know, it, it looks good. And, and, you know, on the street, I'm fighting Mayor Neely. I, I'm not there to fight Mayor Neely, but I'm there to hold Mayor Neely accountable when I'm supposed to. I'm there to be checks and balance when, when, when I get on city council. I'm checks and balance now on the street. So what I'm doing now, I would do on there. We've talked about uh, mayors before, Art, where you have supported mayors um, like Neely now and and previously uh, Karen Weaver um, supported them when they ran for mayor and then became critical after they got in. What's to prevent Art Woodson from being one way during the campaign and another way on the council? Because you have to look at what happened. Uh, Mayor Weaver got in, and I felt like she wasn't, you know, doing everything possible for the water. That's that's my opinion, and that's what I felt. And I, I felt that, you know, when a, a person says one thing and does something different, you hold them accountable. Mayor Neely, he said that he was going to bring in EPA, ATSDR, um, CDC, MDHHS, he said that he was going to, you know, we fought and campaigned on Mayor Weaver about uh, the LCR rule uh, violations, you know, the the water being safe. And February the 14th of last year, Mayor Neely failed to go out and get 11 samples. So I was holding him, you know, accountable on that. But by me holding him accountable, on just the water and that's what i was speaking about him on you know i was speaking you know to the people that he violated him and his uh minions attack you and that's what makes it escalate because instead of them saying okay i was wrong let's see what we can do to make sure that we don't violate again which they did uh they want to buck up and they want to fight and you know, that's what makes it an issue. Uh, it's not the fact that I was fighting because I was wrong. It was the fact that they was fighting because they wanted to cover up a lie. And they didn't want to be exposed. And they didn't, Mayor Neely likes to throw rock and hide his hand. And that's what I was speaking about earlier. Uh, the uh, administrator from EPA came here last week, and they talked to me, and they asked me to uh, get people together. Mayor Neely was in the background telling them, if I'm at this meeting, he's not coming. And when they told him that I'm going to be at that meeting, he incorporated some more people at a higher level to call, you know, at a higher level down in D.C. to make it to where I couldn't come to this meeting. Well, those people at that higher level, they was like, man, you know what? Uh, why this is the first time we've never seen a mayor go after an activist like this. Why is this mayor after this activist like this? 
I really want to see what he has to say now. And you know what? I threw him on the floor at this meeting. He's a liar. He's vindictive. He has a Napoleon syndrome. He has a uh, Donald Trump syndrome. Everything has to be big. Everything has to be new. Everything has to be this. Everything has to be that. Well, I supported him, but I didn't know he was this type of person. Well, hey, Art, um, I I don't want to just talk trash. Let's talk garbage. <laughs> How was that for a segue, my friend? Oh man, hey, hey, you, hey, hey, you, you, the man. I, I, when I when I grow up, I want to be just like. You. <laughs> well, you'd be the only one. Uh, Art, let's uh, let's talk about garbage for a minute, because the city council just went through missing a deadline and and going without a contract for a week or two and and then extending it for 90 days now it looks like the the people who have the city's uh, trash pickup uh, contract might not even want the gig and and they're they're looking for uh, uh, bids to come in on on who's going to pick up the trash who do you think you uh, who do you think should pick up the trash in Flint the people in the city of Flint bring it back in house I mean um, ask, ask Republic, do they want to sell us our trucks back that the emergency manager gave to them? Uh, I mean, they don't want to, they, they probably don't want to drive it all the way down the E-way. I mean, you'd have made money off of us, uh, for over eight years. Uh, you only got the, you know, the trucks for $2 million. Uh, the emergency manager, uh, Mike Brown gave them to you. So give them back to us and we can do our own, uh, waste 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 uh trash uh collection uh you know this is the public two i mean rizzo 2.0 uh you know mayor uh neely and shelby fryer i call it shelby fryer the liar uh the cfo for the city of flint she said that she didn't even know about the bids until may and lo and behold here come a memo on march the 24th of this year come out to Shelby Fryer from Mike Brown talking about the bid. So when you on council and you seeing stuff unfold like this, it's nothing. I mean, I'm not going to let it slide and, and say, Hey, you know what? It's something questionable here, but you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to let it slide. No, you, you don't let it slide like that. Why did Joyce McClain quit? Uh, she said that it was some uh, some things going on, uh, unethical things going on, and she wasn't going to put her integrity on the line for Mayor Neely and John Daly. Uh, why? Why? I mean, why would I vote for something? And I'm seeing this unfold because you know Kay Muhammad quit, and 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 Kate Fields, that that person right there, man. I uh, that uh, she's different. When W.T. Stevens, and, and a lot of people might get mad, I don't care. But when it's black people in front of her and Mayor Neely, they give them the business. They they really be, I mean, they really give, give them the business. But Lang, Lang hasn't used a predictive model. Lang hasn't done hydro vacuum. But when it was W.T. Stevens, hey, why aren't they using predictive model? Why aren't they using hydro vacuum? She hasn't said a word, a mumbling word. 
the uh, waste collection. When it was Rizzo and Republic, she was all the way down in Lansing. Right now, oh, why are y'all wasting time and money trying to figure out what's going on? Everything that she was against, uh, Goyette got $1.1 million, no problem. AECOM, they tried to get $1.8 million. That she had a problem with it. Every single time, uh, the backup resource line, Mayor Weaver wanted to fix it for $7 million. She said it was too much. It was a problem. Now, D'Agostini got it for $14 million, double what it was. No one's paying attention to that. And, and they say that the council is fighting. You look at the double standard. If Kate Fields was even-handed and hold everybody accountable on the same level, on the same playing field, then it wouldn't be any, any, any council people fighting. It would be a whole council fighting against the administration. So let's not look at it as the, the whole council. It's, it's, it's council members that get inside themselves and they, want, they have personal vendettas or they have personal uh, uh, relationships and they fight each other because of that. But but Kate Fields isn't doing the same thing she was doing under Mayor Weaver. She isn't holding the people accountable like she was under Mayor, like when she was with Mayor Weaver. Uh, Jeff Wright, she she thinks highly of Jeff Wright. Jeff Wright should be in prison right now. I said it on your radio station. I know that you have different listeners than I do. But Jeff Wright should be in prison. He should have never won. If a pig, Piggly Wiggly would have ran against him, I would have voted against him. Jeff Wright is the architect. Jeff Wright is the person that got this started. Jeff Wright was the person who lied. Jeff Wright was the one that got that $85 million sweetheart deal uh, for the sludge funds to go to the KWA. Jeff Wright is the meaning and the reason that the people here in the city of Flint is poison. Thank you. The... Um Moving on from the uh, the the garbage contract, what about the what about the budget? Art uh, the the council just passed the uh, the budget, and and there were some alterations made during the the process of getting it passed. Um, a lot of it centered around money that was coming to Flint from the feds, partially from uh, COVID nineteen related uh, aid funding. And I, I, I guess what I'm curious about, Art, is do you think Flint will ever be able to get by without state and federal money? We could, but, but we're not doing what's right. I mean, you know, like uh, TV, uh, what is it, community black grant dollars, right? Uh, we could be using that to subsidize uh, some of these homes that, that the land bank has and refurbishing them and putting uh, uh, low-income uh, people in those homes turning to, um, you know, reestablishing our tax rolls. It's a lot of things, just like that money that just came in. You don't even hear the mayor. Where? What's the plan? The mayor isn't even talking about it. You know why? Because the mayor is trying to figure out how can he get it to his friend so that he can survive getting in office next year because right now don't nobody even like him. So he's trying to figure out how can he get it to his downtown 
crew because that's all you saw yesterday. Him and Governor Whitmer uh, taking pictures. You already heard him talk about bike trails. So yesterday, Governor Whitmer came down here and uh, said that they're going to put $27 million into a state park down at uh, Chevy and the Hole. You, you know, the people downtown likes that. But when is she going to come down here and talk about how many millions she's going to put around downtown to fix our damn water? Not one time has she come here and said anything or held a press conference. No, she did it one time because I was on there. I was on the uh, Channel 12 M Live uh, town hall, and she made a lot of promises on there. That's when she first got in. She ain't been back since. And now, guess what? She's going to come back because she needs a vote. And you know what? All these people here, not all the people in the city of Flint, but the leaders that want to be somebody, that wants a name, that want to be seen, that want the 15 minutes of fame, they're going to kiss her butt and try to get the people here in the city of Flint and lead them into a slaughterhouse. They're going to lead the sheep into a slaughterhouse and vote for her again just because she's a Democrat. So, you mentioned she's a Democrat, and, and it made me think about, about politics. How are you um, campaigning for this seat? Uh, you mentioned earlier um, you were talking about the, the Board of Education candidate that didn't knock on any doors. Are you knocking on doors, and what are you hearing from the people that you talk to about what they would like to see? I knocked on some doors. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not knocking like I did before. You asked me about what did I learn. <laughs> I don't care how many doors you knock on. Here in Flint, they will tell you that they're voting for you. They will give you likes on Facebook. They will tell you, man, that they support you. And you know, election day, all you get is two votes. You know, and you done talk to three thousand people. You know, so. I, I I I mean it is what it is. Uh, if they know you, they know you. If they don't, they don't. Uh, you know, I looked at uh, how many votes did I get during the you know the state rep uh, election. I got uh, like uh, four hundred votes in second ward. So it's four hundred people I know for sure that that knows my name already in in you know second ward. So, you know, and if those people call somebody or tell their neighbors, uh, um, uh, if those people tell their neighbors to uh, vote for me, then that's another 800 votes. So it, it, it's about getting people, and this is an off-election year, so it's, it's, you know, getting those people out to, to vote. And... and at the ward level, is 800 a lot of votes? Yeah. Uh, Eve Worthing won with 67. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and, she, and, she might, and she might be going to do it again since she's running unopposed. <laughs> In fact, I, I, should, I should mention very quickly that um, 
that today I'm doing the second ward, tomorrow the third ward, next week the uh, fourth and, and sixth ward, and the seventh and eighth ward. I'm not interviewing candidates for the first, fifth, and ninth wards because they won't be on the August primary ballot because you have to have more than two candidates. The primary picks the top two. Also want to mention that uh, if you vote at City Hall, you if you want to do absentee or early voting, uh, City Hall is open now uh, on the third floor from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. So just, just so you know. Our, okay. Um, we got about Oh, three and a half minutes left, and I, I, I want to make sure, as I always do, that we let listeners know where they can find out more about you and, and what you're up to past, present, and future. Um, I don't think you have a website, but you have a pretty busy Facebook page. Yes, sir. So they can come to my Facebook page, Arthur Woodson, A-R-T-H-U-R-W-O-O-D-S-O-N. And from there, you will know what's going on in this city. Uh, I'm at every meeting. You know, uh, yesterday I was at the land bank meeting, and uh, I was at the Board of Education. That's another thing that's going on here. Uh, people are being misled about the Board of Education piece. The uh, four vote on the Board of Education, they want new schools, but they don't want an overseer. They want to be able to do what it is that they need to do. It's a brand-new administration. It's a brand-new board. Give them the opportunity to do what it is that they need to do. Don't judge them by the, you know, past of, um, you know, the culture of, uh, not the culture, but the past uh, of how Genesee County and Flint has been, but allow them to do what it is that they need to, you know, uh, get done. And that's just like with me, you know, uh, vote for me and, you know, allow me to get on the city council to do what it is that needs to be done. And I will be your independent vote. I would not just work for Second Ward because if Second Ward thrives, all of Flint thrives. Uh, I am here for the people of the city of Flint. I am here for the people of Second Ward. I am here uh, for the city. And I love uh, you know, our city, and I will fight and continuously uh, fight for our city. Well, Art, as always, it's a pleasure talking with you. I'm sure we're going to talk again sometime soon. We haven't talked much during the pandemic, but uh, things are things are starting to get back to normal a little bit, so hopefully That's we'll be good. talking a little more often. Art, good luck with, uh, with all that you do. Thank you, sir. All right, take I care. I really appreciate you. Take care. All right. Bye. Again, that was uh, Arthur Woodson. He is a candidate for city council in the second ward. And um, he's uh, been on the show several times. He's a community activist. I always tease him a little bit about um, about his uh, community activism by, by giving him a theme song from uh, Groucho Marx, whatever it is, I'm against it. Anyway, we're going to have, uh, there are two more candidates yet to go on the show today for the second ward seat, and we'll get to those uh, coming up in, well, in just a little bit. (laughs) 
I don't know what they have to say. It makes no difference anyway. Whatever it is, I'm against it. No matter what it is or who commenced it, I'm against it. Your proposition may be good, but let's have one thing understood. Whatever it is, I'm against it. And even when you've changed it all, condensed it. Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination? A COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. Say, objection. I object. I object to that, Your Honor. Oh, hi, Mom. What's up? Dana, what are you doing? Oh, you know, just um, Attorney General stuff. Listen, I have a legal question. What is it, Mom? I just got a call from the water company. Apparently, your father has not been paying the bill. I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than $1,000 now. Can you believe it? Actually, I can't. So listen, we just have to send them $200 in Edible Arrangements gift cards and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for Edible Arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam. Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you 
that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dina, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your office have a website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with candidates running for the uh, seat uh, for the second ward on the Flint City Council, that primary being held August 3rd. There are six of the nine council seats that are going to appear on that ballot. The uh, first, fifth, and ninth wards will not appear on that ballot because uh, there aren't more than two people running. When there are more than two people running, there's a primary. The top two are selected, and they go on to the November general election. But one of the uh, four candidates running for the second ward seat joins me now by phone, Liddell Lewis. Hi, Liddell. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Um, Liddell, I've been talking, I've talked to a couple of candidates already, and one of the things that we talk about is the the disruptive reputation that the Flint City Council has for having meetings that run well into the wee hours of the morning and not always getting the council business done. Why would you want to run for the city council? (laughs) (laughs) Well, great, great question, great question. Well, uh, one of the primary reasons is so we can put an end to that because it doesn't take six, eight hours to get the city's business handled if you're really handling the city's business. So it it appears that a lot of things on the council is personal, you know, so when you can get you know, personal feelings and agendas out of the way, then you can make room to handle the actual city's business. So, yeah, so, but and I would say it's definitely a, a labor of love. So Flint, it can be so much greater. It was so much greater than that, and it can be so much better than what it is. And so I'm a visionary, and with that attitude, uh, I want to come in and do my part for my hometown. Can one council person make a difference? I believe they can. And um, and for one, if you can't do it for the entire, well, let me just say that I'll start here. You can set an example of what an exemplar council member is supposed to be. So that's what you can do from that aspect. And then when you look at it from the ward, because, you know, sort of kind of you are the mayor of the ward, not the city, but of your ward. So you can set the tone for what other wards should be doing. So Absolutely. With the trouble that that Flint has had, um, going from emergency managers to a water crisis to a pandemic, um, what are the things that the city of Flint needs to do now to put all that behind them? And and you said you were a visionary. What's what's your vision going forward? Well, for one, the residents need hope. 
I know that that may sound cliche, but that is really serious. You know, when I go and I speak with individuals from, I'll be you more specific, with the second ward specifically, you know, and you ask them, you know, what would you like to see happen in our ward? Well, for one, a lot of them don't even know what a ward is or what ward they're in. And so after we hash through that, uh, they don't have any vision for Flint. They either see themselves out of Flint or they see themselves uh, or they or they don't see themselves. A lot of them be like, I don't know. I just don't know. Or a lot of them be like, I just don't want to live here. So whatever. I don't care what they do. Yeah, so we must instill hope. Give people something to, I could give them something to strive to. You know, uh, make the second ward a place where people are looking to flock to and not go away from. So hope is really, really key. You know, and just like garbage, you talking about littering and blight, you know, yeah. So we need to give them and bring back that neighborhood pride to where you don't feel comfortable throwing trash out the window. You know why? Because this is our neighborhood. This is where we live. You know, don't aspire to move out to the suburbs when you're going to step your game up, you know. But yes, step it up here. We need hope. Liddell, um, what what's your background and, and what skills do you, would you bring to the council? Well, I'm an evaluator. So I have a PhD in, in evaluation. Um, well, I'll take it all the way back to the beginning. I have a Bachelor of Arts in Criminal Justice from the University of Michigan Flint. Then I have a Master's from um, Western Michigan University. And then I also I have a PhD from Western Michigan University. And one of the my specialty areas is evaluation. So I like looking at how processes work. I like looking at the outcome, the programs, the formation of programs, to make sure that they're effective in achieving what they're supposed to achieve. And so if you don't have that kind of checks and balances, then you don't know what's working, you don't know what's not working, and you don't know how to fix things. So that background can definitely help me uh, on this city council seat. How would you evaluate the city of Flint? <laughs> well, I'll give you a great, <laughs> a, a great example. So, uh, <laughs> now, now you're not talking about whether it'll get A, B, C, or D. Are you talking about the process or what grade would I give it? No, I, I'm, I'm saying uh, there. Flint has a lot of problems, a lot of challenges. It's been kicked pretty hard, mm-hmm. and and I guess what I'm saying is. How do you evaluate the city of Flint? What are its strengths? What are its weaknesses? Um, you know, what does it need to do more of? What does it need to get that it doesn't have? Um, what what does it need to fix that's broken? Uh, you know, just just overall, not not A, B, C, or D, but but you know, a, a, a true evaluation of what its chances are right now. The city can't survive financially without state and and federal uh, financial assistance? Well, very good question. And the answer is kind of simple. You know, you would do it the same way that you would eat an elephant, one bite at a time. So you don't evaluate Flint just as Flint overall, but you break it down section by section, department by department. So a great example would be, um, let's say, looking at at the, the blight department. Let's look at the process that it goes through in order to curb blight. You know, all the way from the time when you, uh, a citizen, identify the blighted area. They pick up the phone. They call the blighted number. 
the blight uh, representative answers. They take the call. What happens from there? Let's walk through this entire process to make sure this process is effective. Because what's the point of having individuals call the numbers, report blight, when it's not being documented in an effective way and it's not being handled in, a, in an effective way? So I'm not saying that that is the case right now. I'm not saying that, but I'm just giving a, an example you know, of, of how you go through the exact process from beginning to end. So, so you will um, follow that case or those cases all the way to the end just to make sure that we have appropriate systems. Because as a council person, one of my goals is to empower the residents to take action. You know, don't call your mayor for everything. Don't call your city councilors for everything. But to empower the citizens to know how to navigate these systems. But the city council people and the mayor, we step in with these systems when, when they're not working. And so if we can have systems that work, then that's a big step in moving Flint in the proper direction. The city council has has recently been involved in a kind of a renegotiation of uh, trash collection. Who do you think should be collecting the trash? Well, as of right now, I am not even in a position to say. But uh, but I would say in general, someone that has the city's best interest at heart. But it's not even really the who; it's the negotiation set out by the city council. Because oh, this is a side issue, but also similar. You know, when we have landlords, when, when they put um, items on the curb, you know, okay, so we need to negotiate something with the trash man on, okay, so what do we do in these cases? You know what I'm saying? Do you guys pick up everything that's at the curb, like in some municipalities? Um, I know Republic, they didn't pick up garbage, uh, even if it was bad, if it was in front of an abandoned house. You know, um, we need to negotiate those kind of things. You know, so if the garbage is at the curb, you pick it up. It's not up, it's not up to you to decide if someone's living there or not. Garbage has been bagged and curbed, and it's up to you to get it. So it's not really the who, it's the what is negotiated. So we just have to make sure that we do a firm negotiation so we can get the, the best services. And looking at how um, the different areas where Republic was not successful, we make sure that we have of strong negotiation points and reprimands if those conditions are not met. Would you support the idea of the city uh, uh, hiring people and, and collecting trash itself the way it used to, or do you think they should continue to contract out? Well, you know, it all depends on which one is cheaper. A lot of the times it's cheaper to outsource, you know, because we're already looking at um, a, a city with, with the depleted funds. So, and, and it's not about, like I tell people, anyone can buy a car, but can you maintain the car? So, yeah, so, yeah, so we, we probably can definitely get that started, but can we maintain that? And we're talking about pensions and the rest of that stuff. And, you know, and a lot of city pensions, that's what's causing a big, a big uh, you know, a, a dent in the, in the city's budget because they must pay those things out. So when things are contracted out, the city don't have to worry about that. So we got to explore, like I say, both sides, the good and the bad, what's working and what's not working, and look at why we even contracted out in the first place. Now, I know we were under emergency management, but look at why they did it. Liddell, um, I, I'm going to interrupt you here, and I apologize for that, but uh, I need to take a, a short break here at the top of the hour for show ID. Um, can you stick around for a couple minutes so we can talk some more? <laughs> 
Oh, I'm here for it. Let's do it. All right. My my guest is uh, Liddell Lewis. I'm talking with uh, candidates that are running for city council for the second ward in the city of Flint. I'm going to take a very short break, and then we'll be back with part two of my conversation with Liddell Lewis. There are four candidates altogether running in the August 3rd primary. The top two will go on uh, to the general election in November, and we'll talk some more with Liddell Lewis after we uh, take this short break. So don't touch that dial, don't click that mouse. More of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Hi, I'm Alexander Zanjic. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner. Tom Sumner. 